Welcome in. Brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's FedEx St. Jude Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, happy Wednesday to you and happy playoffs. Happy playoffs, LFG. We've got the best event, uh, in my opinion, of the FedEx Cup playoffs. 122 guys in the field. Full payout in terms of the Jock Market stuff. Looking forward to uh, the next 45 minutes of IPO hour. We'll see who we get. We are playing stock market DFS. We are, as of right now, bidding on shares of golfers. If you're one of the high bidders when this IPO phase closes, about 45 minutes or so, those shares are allocated into your portfolio. Then you can buy some more. You can sell. You can short. You can do anything you want because it's live throughout the event. But this is a very important time to get involved with right now. And as we're talking about this first playoff event. You've got to realize there's only 120 golfers in the field. Started with 125. We got some WDs. We got some guys who didn't want to play in the playoffs. All that fun stuff. Uh, we're down to 120. And Joe, you you kind of mentioned it there. We're getting the same full field payout structure. Why is that important? Yeah, I guess normally because a, a couple of factors. The main one being that you have like 150-some players in the field versus you trim that down by about 35 guys uh, potentially this week. Um, They're still paying out the top 80 spots. will all pay out over $1 incrementally from first all the way to 79th place. And anyone 80th and below will get a $1 back per share that you bid on tonight. I just think it, it provides a little bit of extra value. Now, yes, that may be built into the IPO price that you pay tonight uh, because may, people may be willing to to bid higher based on knowing that. But overall, I just feel like it makes a more um, you know lucrative looking market when you have more guys getting paid out and a bigger share of the field that's doing so. Right. There are less golfers in the field that will receive the minimum payout. That, yes. that is generally a very good thing. So that's what we have going on for this week. The full field payout with only 120 golfers in the field. If you have not gotten involved yet in the jock market, you're absolutely nuts. Uh, the code you should use to deposit is power. There's a link in the description. Get you up to a $100 deposit bonus and you can get in on the action right now. Let's look back at last week, Joe, before we turn our attention too far in advance here. Uh, this is the payout structure from last week. This data is on my website, rickrungood.com. It's free. You go under more free tools. It's it's there. Tom Kim got the job done. The full $25 per share payout for finishing in first. Well, this time last week, he sold for $6.68. A couple of other notables, Sung J M. Did not win the golf tournament, still very lucrative in the jock market, turns you a profit of $11.35 a share. And John Huh, who went for $3.55 last Wednesday, paid out $18 a share. I could go on and on and on, but that's the gist of it. That's the sample from last week. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Kim, uh, fantastic. Uh, what a performance by him. Obviously, the first player in PGA Tour history to start with the quad. I wonder, I kind of wish we had access to the data of what is the, if anyone sold after the first hole for like oh. trying to make a couple bucks yeah. back on Tom Kim. What was the lowest price that someone, I bet our guy can pull that up. They should probably tweet that out. What was the lowest price he was bought for last week? Um, because you can play this event as the event 
you know, is taking place live. So um, the ability when he's plus four through one to potentially buy in there, while, while obviously a risky move paid off for somebody, I was fortunate enough to get some shares during the IPO. We talked about him extensively last week. I believe he was in the market mover segment as well. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a very fun week. Obviously, a guy gets the ball rolling like that with the putter. Um, they're tough to stop and they can make up some ground pretty quick. The big ROI guys, Ben Griffin, Max McGreevy, uh, sold last week for a dollar seventy-six and a dollar seventy-seven, respectively. They paid out sixteen dollars a share. That's Ben Griffin, thirteen dollars a share for Max McGreevy. That that's that's kind of the magic here, right? There, there, there was probably no other market in which people made more money on Ben Griffin and Max McGreevy than the jock market. Because even if you had top fives on these guys, like, yeah, maybe, but like, come on, that, that this is where the money's made. And Cam Percy too, like the literally five of those six guys were sub $3. Um, and keep in mind, if you're new to this, you get a dollar back per share, like we mentioned, if they finish dead last. So the upside of some of these guys, if you can pick the right ones in that penny stock range, as sort of we have coined it, um, has always been the biggest boom potential. And you see these giant, massive ROIs. If you can get a guy to make a cut, finish in the top 20, finish in the top 10. If you buy them for $2.40 a share, um, you are going to see a massive increase in your ROI and your portfolio starting for the next week. So we know for sure that somebody got uh, Tom Kim for at, at least $5.50 a share because Shane says, Last week was the first time he's ever had 25 or more shares on someone. Happened to be Tom Kim. Pretty good guy for that to be uh, the guy. And he said he sold a few at $5.50 after the quad. So that was, uh, at least he didn't sell them all for $5.50. Yeah, it's a smart move because I often think about it like when when my guy is um, what I deem out of contention and going to miss the cut. I'm like, should I just try and sell a few shares for for a dollar 75 or two bucks and just recoup some losses basically happy that you didn't have to go that low shane and hopefully you kept a, a few in the bag um for the end of the tournament as well all right so this tournament very very unique not only is it the first playoff event but you've got you know 120 golfers who have really all earned it joe whether it's via their recent or, or their their season long form or some of the guys closer to the bottom of the market who are like hot right now. So it really, I can't remember another market where, you know, for example, I might look at a hundred of these 120 guys and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on those guys. Not, not all of them are going to return you a profit, but this is a very, um, it's a very strong field, but it's also a very exciting field. Yes, it's an extreme, obviously extremely strong field up top. What I do think is kind of unique about this strong of a field up top is, um, if you look at maybe the top six or seven names on the board, besides Patrick Cantlay, who uh, went up to went up to Detroit there, like we haven't seen a lot of them at all. So um, there's been some comments this week. You wonder what to make of a guy's form from a month ago, basically at the Open Championship or three or at least three weeks ago. Um, so kind of unique in that we haven't seen a lot of the guys at the top, while these guys in sort of the mid to lower range have really been consistently grinding it out week after week. And if they made this top 120 players, they obviously had a pretty good season. They obviously likely finished very strong. So it's going to be interesting, the dynamic between do you take, do you continue to ride a young player who's cheaper, who may be on that line trying to just get into next week, but has a lot more reps under his belt recently? Or do you just go back to the top where we've seen so many of the winners with the exception of Tom Kim 
just plucked from that sort of top of the leaderboard, top of the odds board. Yeah, should be fascinating to see how it all plays out. Uh, before we, well, I almost played market movers. We're going to play bullish or bearish instead. <laughs> That's the game we're going to play. This is a segment that we do to give us an opportunity to take a stance one way or another on four different golfers, Joe. And we've decided on these four. We're going to start with John Rom. Congratulations to the Rom family, baby number two, uh, a couple of days ago. John Rom, $7.39 a share for his fair value. Essentially, what is the calculated price he should go for tonight based on his odds and all that fun stuff, which would ask him to finish about 20th or better. Are you bullish or bearish on John Rom? I'm actually bullish on that price. I just think we've gotten to the point where we've seen this so often, Rick, with particularly like, okay, so we're talking about guys maybe in the mid tier of this field. I have concerns when the form is, is not so great. I'm willing to sort of make exceptions for players of elite top three in the world talent level, like John Rahm. Um, you see, it's been consistently poor, but what I will note is we often talk about um, the goal, like any other market out there is to sell high and to buy at a low spot. If you believe that John Rahm's floor has kind of bottomed out at this at that fair value price which is sub eight dollars i don't see a single other market on the board over here where he's gone for less than eight dollars so it would be the cheapest price you're getting him and probably the last 20 events played maybe more than that you have all the data right there but um, obviously an opportunity to buy low which means i'll be bullish on rom if he stays at that price if he goes for 739 that would be the cheapest ever yeah, never uh, been sub eight. The lowest he's ever been was 725 at okay. the 2020 Zozo. Um, so sorry, no, one time. Yeah, one time. 725, the Zozo championship when they played it at Sherwood. He finished mm -hmm. uh That's right. top, yeah, top five there, got the $18 a share payout. So was yeah. great. Um opportunity I, I, to buy cheap. Yeah, I, I I'm with you here. I think for the first time in Probably two years, we got a correction on John Rom. We got odds that were 20 or 22. We've seen what other fantasy sites have done with pricing. We're seeing what the fair value is here. We finally got the correction. Uh, John Rom is still the best driver on tour. John Rom has fixed the short game and the putting. He's still not as good as he was on approach, but he's still positive approach player over his last like six or eight or 10. So I think there's a really compelling case to be made for John Rom now when we just saw him be super inflated in pricing for the last two years. Yeah. Agree with everything you said. Beauty. Let's move on. Uh, Sam Burns is up next. We'll be very popular this week. 605 is our fair value. That is 27th or better bullish or bearish on Sam Burns. So I, I do think that we will, I'll start by saying this. I think that we see a lot of these price points uh, clear the fair value projection tonight based on what I mentioned earlier with the shorter field, maybe being some additional value, less players, like you said, very simply uh, finishing at $1. I will take a bearish side on the whole, I think, on Sam Burns. Um, I know he lost in the playoff here last year, but a loser in four consecutive markets in the jock market, a loser in six of his last 10, and that includes two wins. Mm -hmm. So an ultimate sort of case study of boom or bust. We've seen this 
um, over the past year and a half, sort of with Sam Burns, is of, of the top-tier talent that he possesses, he also misses a lot of cuts and underperforms quite a bit. But when he's there, like, he's trustworthy. He's all in. And he when he's in contention, uh, you know he can finish with that $25 per share payout. On, on the whole, though, I will say uh, bearish. I agree. I think that um, he gets a big bump for being on Bermuda. He gets a big bump for finishing runner-up last year. Uh, I'm not sold on either one of those. You you mentioned it. Uh, not only are the jock market results trending down, the advanced metrics are they're they're okay i'm not i'm not like sprinting to get access to sam burns this week that's kind of in all markets and i'm and i'm generally big on 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 burns right i think he's like a modern golfer i think he's a modern winner but this does not feel like the spot to be paying for him because i think he's i think he's going to be quite popular and quite expensive yes we have him at 605 what do you think he actually goes for Uh, i do think he probably gets right around seven bucks yeah. Like top, which is like top 20 range. Yeah. Next up. Ooh, how about this one? I like this one a lot. Tom Kim. Tom Kim made everyone very, very happy last week. Now, he is our fair value for tonight $5.17. That's 33rd or better. This is not the Wyndham Championship. We're going to inject a lot of new golfers into this field, bullish or bearish on Tom Kim. So this is tough. I, I I have a soft spot in my heart for old Tom Kim. I think that he's wonderful. He won me some money in the jock market last week. I held on to all those shares, was thankful that I did so. But I'm going to say this is a sell-high position for Tom Kim. Obviously, coming off the victory, um, his last five starts have been incredible. When you look at right there, you have it up. Um, his jock market history on the whole, he's more than doubling your money every single start. Like if you played him across every one, 119% ROI throughout his career in the jock market is as high as is anyone. It may be the best. Uh, but you look at the average IPO price at $3.50. I think we're going to see a record IPO price on him tonight. Uh, therefore, I'll say bearish and just some regression. You know, you know more than anyone the putting stuff, Rick, can be as volatile as any stat out there. When you gain the amount of strokes that he had putting last week, you're due for a little bit of regression. And if he puts like level the field last week, he probably struggles to make the top 20. So um, I'll be bearish. Uh, we're very much in, in line with each other here tonight. I love Tom Kim. I think he's going to be great. What you're looking at on the screen right now, which is an, uh, just straight up into the right trajectory, is unsustainable. 12 and a half strokes putting, the 16th best putting performance in shot leg history is unsustainable. If he goes out and he outperforms his expectation uh, in a much deeper field on a golf course he's never played with the seventh straight week of action, I, I'll crown him, right? He's the next young stud. He's the next young superstar. I'll crown him, right? If he goes out and contends in this in this field, I think it's less likely that he does that. I'll take the bearish side as well. It leaves us with one more golfer here, Joe. And we've we opted for, believe it or not, Emiliano Grillo is who we have decided on here. $3.33 a share is the fair value. That's 49th or better. He's been all over the place. I'll pull up. His uh, his metrics and boy, it's it's a very unique looking for uh, player profile, Joe. Yeah, um, I agree. 
Three dollars. Uh, he's actually tonight projected to go less than his average IPO price. If you zoom in in players like Grio, I do think that you kind of it's weird. There's certain players where I, I tend to lean more long term form, and then there's certain players where I will shrink that gap because they tend to go through these peaks and valleys throughout a PGA Tour season. I think Grio is one of those guys. If you shrink that down to like his last nine starts, uh, Rick, he's won six out of nine. He's returned you a profit. Um, the average final payout is $6.51. That's more than double what his fair value price is listed today. Granted, there's two third-place finishes there, but also you see uh, some steady returns. Anytime you do six out of nine, that's pretty good. So the average ROI, 55% return. I'm going to say that he continues to kind of ride this wave of form, and if he's $3.33 on our fair value projection tonight, I'll be happy to be bullish on that price. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we zoomed in here. And um we've talked about this before. Emiliano Grillo in that in that stretch where he was just missing a ton of cuts. That's right when he had that baby. Listen, I've I, I have no children, Joe. You you do. I mean, maybe it's it's late nights and early mornings and getting out of your routine and rhythm, and it affects Emiliano much more than than some other guys, even though he got that much needed perspective. But like the baby swag did not work out well for him. No, the baby swag does that. <laughs> Listen, uh, I will say that that stat, uh, whether baby swag works or not, is totally dependent upon their better half. <laughs> um, if she's like John Roms or, or some other guys that we've seen in the past who will take that head on, that's fine. But um, if you're splitting time on the late night makeup calls as a as a PGA Tour pro, uh, yeah, you're probably going to see some struggling results due to it. The good news is uh, he's starting to figure it out. And the ball striking yeah. numbers are back much more in line with what we've seen from him in his career. We know that TPC Southwind, it kind of, you know, you could argue disproportionately rewards the ball striker. So I think for the first time, maybe ever, Joe, four for four, we're both on the same side. I'll take bullish here. I don't think that happens often. It doesn't, man. We're usually switching it up. So uh, glad to hear you're on the same side as me. You all do what you want with that. We'll see where these prices go. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong when we're on the sure. same guys here? All right, um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to unveil the big board. Before I do that, let me give you a reminder. This IPO, the, the bidding phase that we're in right now, it is going to go until right before 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So you've got about... I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so until that happens. Um, if you haven't deposited yet, there's still time. The code you're looking for, power, get your $100 instant deposit match and rock and roll. Okay, here's the big board, Joe. Um, Rory McElroy, currently the most expensive golfer in the jock market. He has already cleared his fair value which was 785 and he is $9 a share. Rory has been nothing short of magnificent. There is no argument about that. It's now just a matter of if you can get him at the right price. Yeah, man, that is already well cleared as fair value projection. It's, He's an interesting case because I you've tweeted some stuff about it. Um, the season that he put together, like in totality consistently every single round was one of the better seasons that we maybe have seen uh, in PGA tour history. There was a couple seasons where tiger woods had a better scoring average, but what Rory was able to do this season, I I found it shocking earlier this year when I looked at um, like the money list and, and the amount of money players have made per start on the PGA tour 
Rory has made more than Scotty Scheffler this season. Rory has made more than Cam Smith this season per start. Every time he's teed it up, he has been so consistent and rewarding, and it just doesn't feel like he has those big victories that you know the the monumental majors the championships that we were looking for but the guy's been a winner in jock market if he finishes second plenty and he's finishing top four consistently you see there the average roi on the season is as good as any player um as you can really hope for when you're average at eight dollars and 57 cents for an ipo price I feel like he's gotten too high for me, but there's every reason to be bullish on Rory McIlroy and what he's done this entire season. Yeah, I want to point out a couple of things here. So we're looking at his last 20 markets, and he is a pretty big winner, 32% ROI. That is almost impossible to do at the IPO that he generally goes for. So if we look at the leaderboards here, last 20 markets for everybody, John Rahm averages the most expensive IPO. Justin Thomas is number two. Rory McIlroy is three. Rahm averages a 9% ROI. That's much more in line with somebody who goes for as high as he does. JT is even better at 15%, and Rory McIlroy blows him away at 32%. He is just a consistently... Um, high performer at a high IPO. Scotty Scheffler's up there as well. Patrick Cantlay, but th- that's that's big boy stuff right there. Yeah, eleven dollars and ten cents average payout. That means he's finishing better than tenth place on average over twenty complete starts. Um, big boy stuff, as you mentioned, the ROI has been consistent. I worry. Rick, a little bit about what happened and how things finished at the Open Championship. We haven't really, he's kind of gone dark since in the sense of we haven't seen a whole lot of him. Is there any, like what's your, on a scale of one to 10, what's your concern level with with Rory being like fully engaged and ready this week? One. Um, Rory is foaming at the mouth to make a run at the at the he there is he needs to ensure that he wins the FedEx Cup so that Cam Smith or no one else wins yes. it. Yes. Right? Like Roy, Roy's presser was 1000 yards stare. This is mine. Like this is my domain. We're here in my house. I'm going to defend this crown. And he knows it and he's been awesome at Southwinds. Like I'm big in on Rory. The king is here for yes. his crown. That's right. Uh, $8 a share is where Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas sit. JT is the number one pre-ranked golfer. That's important. He's going to break every single tie in his favor. So good on JT. Um, if you can only have one of these guys, Joe, which is not the case because in the jock market, you can have you know as many shares of as many guys as you want. If you can only have one of JT or Xander, who would it end up being? Uh, Justin Thomas for me, um, probably purely based on, I think that he has a much better one, he has the win here, right? So the course history is a notch in his belt. Two, Bermuda. I mean, Xander never really has has enjoyed Bermuda grass. He's never really been fond of playing tournaments down here in the southeast. He, he virtually skips the Florida swing every year versus JT is a guy who makes his home down here, um, always plays these tournaments, familiarity with the grass, familiarity with the course, success at the course. Um, a couple of rough starts, but I'm willing to write them off. Like for some reason there's, and he's the type of player who can hit every shot. So it's kind of shocking to me that he has struggled at open championships and going over to Europe and playing. He just hasn't found uh, the ticket there. Um, so struggled at the Scottish struggled at the open championship, looking for a bounce back here at a place. He should feel much more at home. 
Both of those guys, $8 a share right now. The number one golfer in the world, Scotty Scheffler, $7.56, which is about a quarter more than his fair value for tonight. So he's going to have to finish inside the top 20. This is going to continue to trend up, but there's there's so many of these guys, Joe, right? You know, there, there's Rom and, and Cantlay and Zalatoris and like, like all these popular guys. Does Scotty go at all overlooked or is that just wishful thinking on my part? Maybe there's so many of them. Right. And that's like the beauty where like, like the people who think that uh, live is going to take all the superstars away from the PGA tour. Like good luck. There are so many young powerful names that you can root for that are fantastic players um it's hard not for like when you encompass the eight players in this field that are going to probably finish with with the, in the top in terms of the ipo they all are great they all have good chances to win it feels like they're all a bit overlooked because of you know when you look at everything as a whole there isn't one guy that just stands out so much above the rest it's kind of a shared sentiment among all of them so so yeah i do feel like there's a very real case for uh the the fedex cup leader and a guy with four fedex cup wins because you're not even seeing the wgc Correct. match play on there four wins this calendar season four wins this calendar year um is potentially somehow like maybe overlooked tonight this is a disgusting profile that I'm showing right now, right? <laughs> Last 20 starts, 46% ROI. The three wins, not even getting credit for the match play victory because there wasn't a, a cash market available. It'd be even bigger than that. Like th this is, this is insane. This is the closest kind of thing we've had to Tiger since, since Tiger. It and, is a, uh, looking at that graph, it is a yeah. mountain range of like very high peaks there and many of them. So um, it's pretty cool to see that. All right, let's go a little bit further. Start lumping in some of these some of these names here. So following up behind those guys and I'll, I'll refresh this board here in a second. Uh, Cantlay seven and a quarter. Zalatoris six seventy five. Matt Fitzpatrick six seventy three. Tony Finau, Victor Hovland are both over six dollars. Um, how do we start to break down those guys for tonight? Uh, I like Matt Fitzpatrick. I bet him. I, I just feel like, you know, we saw him uh, round out or sort of grind through the Open Championship. Obviously got the win at the U.S. Open. Um, should be the type of course fit for him, given what he's done here previously. And and you look at kind of the length and the grass types uh, that fit his style game. Uh, but like Patrick Cantlay, it's hard to argue, Rick, that he's not in the midst of another one of those runs that that he was on. Remember, like, what was that like back like November, December, January ish, where he was on this epic jock market run where he was he was basically IPOing for ten dollars and still making you money every single week. It feels like he's moving and ascending his way back into another one of those runs. No finish worse than 14th in his last six starts. Like this guy is moving and just doesn't have like the 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 top end win yet, but good spot for him. He's got as many reps in terms of he's really the only guy up here that played a tournament post open championship. I like him a lot. Oh, you're muted. What a rookie move. Not only did he play, uh, but he also finished second at that event, yeah. right? So, yeah, exactly. $20, $20 payout there. Yeah, this is last 25 starts, 16 of them winners. So 16 and nine wow. uh, in his last 25. That's pretty darn good. Okay, let's continue to, to roll down here. John Rahm, who we've already talked about, currently sitting at 588. That is almost $2 short of his fair value. You get a couple of... 
um, interesting options in Cam Young and Corey Connors and Jordan Spieth. This is this is a, a range of like high upside guys. You could throw Morikawa into the mix that I'm not sure we know what to do with. I'm I'm looking at like Connors, Spieth, Morikawa as sizable question marks. Yeah, um, Connors, classic Corey Connors week last week, right? Where where he was pretty good with the irons and just lost it all back with the putter. Um, should be a good course for him. Spieth is an interesting one to me. I'm not quite there on on Morikawa yet. Um, just I, I I feel like he was going through some swing changes, switching from a draw to a fade, and there were some struggles there. There was a peak sort of at the U.S. Open for him. Where like where where's he at right now in your mind? Like is he ready to to get back to what we had expected he would be maybe a year ago? Um, or is he still potentially trying to work through some things? So I've bet him, but okay. the, it, it is strictly a just like a long-term form thing. Just a, mm. a trust of Colin Morikawa, a trust of upside, a number that we've seen when it drifts to the 30s, we know it's too long. Um, yeah. He works very closely with Rick Sessinghaus. I, I, I think... I, I I don't know. It is weird, right, to see the guy who's got one of the sweetest swings on tour like struggling with his swing, which yeah. I guess is a little bit scary. I don't know. I just kind of trust him to to get it fixed. But no, I'm I don't I don't really have anything positive to say other than he's got what six wins and two major championships. And yeah, that's all I kind of really say. The same way I felt when we talked about Rom a little bit is like the these players when they're on are capable of being top five players. Uh, walking the planet. So we're willing to give them more leeway than some of the mid-range guys because we have seen this run of like, we've seen winners pop up and there has been signs. Like you've seen things clicking for them. It hasn't just gone from like, I miss a cut, I finish 64th, then all of a sudden I win. Um, there have been definitely like signals that have been going in terms of all the winners. But I think with guys like Morikawa with Rom, these superstars that just haven't had it going. Um, I trust that sort of three, four weeks off can only do them good. And we know the ultimate upside. Yes. Um, right. They just snap off and win a golf tournament. Um, yeah. okay. So we are about 10, 12 minutes away from this IPO closing. Um, make sure you get your bids in. If you haven't deposited yet, the code you're looking for is power. Joe, let's find some value here. Sub $5. Scott Stallings been unbelievable. $4.44. JT Poston, certainly good enough. $3.82. Aaron Wise, Chris Kirk. This is where we're starting to get to the guys that played their way in. So they're all playing well. How do we, how do we allocate our funds to our portfolio here? Yeah, I think you've got to put some in this range. As we've seen, it's the highest sort of returns and, and the biggest potential for booms in there. You mentioned Scott Stallings. I think a lot of people are going to write like him this week, the Tennessee narrative, just the, the fact that he's playing unbelievable. Um, every reason to do so. I kind of like Aaron Wise right below him. Um, I kind of like Brendan. I don't mind going back to Brendan Steele, who's been an absolutely phenomenal ball striker on a course that you mentioned earlier, tends to reward that maybe a little bit more than most. Like you start missing off the tee, you start missing on approach, you're going to be um, in a lot of trouble here. So um, yeah, those two players, Taylor Moore yeah, is kind that's, of an that's, interesting that's one That's kind to of me. the one that has my attention a little bit. Dude's been striping it. Yeah. He's he's really solid. The game, you know, he's a young guy. The game's still trying to figure it out. But like, 
even over his last 25, he's a, he's a pretty sizable winner. And even more recently, you look at his, like just, just that lead in form, like last six, it's just, it's just a bunch of, a bunch of really good finishes. And I, and I do wonder how people are like, because there are so many of those types of guys, there, there are some weeks, Joe, and we see this all the time in, in various fantasy formats where everyone latches on and focuses onto like the one or two value plays. I'm not sure that necessarily exists. There might be like a dozen of those guys. Yeah, there really are. There's a ton of guys, him, Taryn under there, beneath of him, um, Buckley, I guess if you zoom out a little bit, Brandon Wu, like guys who have just young players grinded their way to get in this thing. And now they're kind of like, it's. It, I think it's a little bit of a weight off their shoulder almost coming into this week. And they're just kind of free rolling it. And let's go continue to, to play really well and see if we can move on and play another week. All right, sub $3. You mentioned Hayden Buckley. Uh, you mentioned Callum Taron. Adam Long, who kind of burned a lot of people with a WD last week, is like $1.50 under his fair value at the moment. Alex Norin is here. I, I almost I tried to make this case a little bit on, on, on my live chat this morning, Joe. There's a chance we kind of screw up the course key stats on this, right? Hmm. Where... Yes, ball striking. I think there's plenty of evidence that missing the fairway is detrimental. There's plenty of evidence of that. But there's also a lot of evidence that this golf course plays fairly difficult. And golf courses that play very uh, fairly difficult, um, in, you know, the winning score of 12, 13, 14 under par, that's difficult for PGA Tour players. It Like like scrambling, like getting up and down, making par. Norin's that guy. Norin plays well in the playoffs. Norin's playing well coming in. Like... Uh, I'd I'd add a couple of these guys to my portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. Guys who, like you mentioned, scrambling. A big part of scrambling is not just like the shot to then get to the green. It's also like so a lot of times you got to have be a guy who can hit 12 to 15 foot putts. I don't mind like um you know like someone like brendan todd like a guy who just puts really well on bermuda a guy who has had like some ups and downs but at right now he's a dollar and 23 cents i assume wow. that that's going to go up a little bit but there's literally no risk there 23 cents a share at this moment like if he's sub two bucks and has a decent putting week and is able to scramble well in a course that isn't um going like he's not going to be so much at a detriment because of his his distance off the tee like he could still compete here so so yeah there's there's a chance he finishes top 40 and if he sub two dollars you'll be very happy with that yeah so to put that into perspective if you bought a hundred shares of brendan todd and he missed the cut you would lose 23 dollars yeah right now think about what the upside of a hundred shares of brendan todd is if he finishes in this scenario, 36, right? Where it's $4 a share, you'd make uh, $270 a share. Like, yeah, now we're now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Yeah, fast. yeah now you're cooking. Now you're doubling. Now you're, your $100 is now $200 versus a, a risk of 23 to lose. Right. Uh, I'm going to refresh the big board here. So my clock says 8.51 p.m. Eastern time. So we are uh, closing in on the last handful of minutes here uh, until this IPO closes just before 9 p.m. Roy McIlroy, uh, no surprise, he's the betting favorite. He's the most expensive golfer in the jock market tonight, and he's getting more expensive, 9.49. So he's getting close to that $10 mark. Here's a name we didn't talk about. It's Tony Finau. And uh, <laughs> my apologies to the guy who's just gone back to back. Our bad. Hey, there's a lot, a lot of guys in this field. Um, Tony's been scorching. Tony's been awesome. What are we doing with Tony? Probably sell high for me. Uh, 
back to back to back tony like what world are we living in <laughs> um yeah i it's it's tough he's playing awesome but it should be a course like if he can continue to pound fairways and be good on approach he's great at but um to me the ball has to sort of drop at some point and that doesn't necessarily mean uh he's going to miss a cut but um, if we're asking him to to if you need him to really in order to double your money, if you need him to finish like sixth or better, um, I think that that's kind of a tough scenario for Fino, given the downside. If he if he has a little bit of an off week. I'm going to let you go do your bidding here in just a second. Is there okay. anybody else just wide open that we haven't talked about that you think is worth talking about for good or for bad before you go and do your thing? Yeah. Uh, what about Cameron Smith? So many unknowns, like it, it just an intriguing player this week for many reasons, right? Um, number two right now in the OWGR, number two in the FedEx Cup. Um, a lot to play for coming off of speaking of a guy coming off of a victory, um, a monumentous career type victory for him at the Open Championship. Like he had that 18th hole here last year. Am I getting is this the right tournament where he he yes. kind of went for an insane shot? Yeah, wasn't able to pull it off to get himself into the playoffs. So um, good course form, good normal form. We didn't mention him. He's $6.17. That feels very cheap in terms of what his other IPO prices have been at late. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, he, he's for sure. Very interesting. I mean, if you remove the live stuff, just completely remove the live cloud that he's going to have to deal with this week. Um, he is like the least accurate of the, of, of like the big guys, which yes. worries me a little bit, but we've talked about this before. He kind of breaks it. Like he, 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 he breaks, he just does it different than everybody else where he's so good with the putter and he's so good. Uh, he can get dialed in with the irons and wedges. Like it's, it's worrisome, but sometimes it doesn't matter with him. Yeah, I know you're right. That's a funny way to say it. He just kind of breaks the, the normal analytics that you would expect. Yeah. All right, Joe, get out of here. Go bid right, on right. your golfer. So here's, what's going to happen. Uh, eight 4 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. This is where we let Joe go do his thing. He's going to bid on his golfers. You're going to try to take those golfers away from him. And then we will rendezvous uh, after this IPO closes to see who everybody got. And I'll take you the rest of the way here with the big board. And before I do that, a reminder, the code you need to deposit with is power. There's a link in the description. You can get your $100 deposit match and you can be rocking and rolling here in the jock market. hundred bucks. That'll get you as of right now, about 10 shares of Rory McIlroy because he is at 955. He is the second pre-ranked golfer, meaning that there is only one golfer ranked better, Justin Thomas, that would ever, ever break a tie with Rory McIlroy. So as long as Rory's not tied with JT, Rory's getting all the biggest shares. Scotty Scheffler has made a pretty big move in the last couple of minutes. He's now the second most expensive golfer. So I try to will into existence that he might fly under the radar that not necessarily looking like the case right now, 827. Patrick Cantlay on maybe one of his little runs is $8 and 25 cents a share. And Xander Shoffley is already like a dollar and 30 cents over his fair value for tonight at $8 and 20 cents, which is the same price as JT. There's kind of, Three tiers here. It's Rory in a tier of his own, Scotty, Cantley, Shoffley, and Thomas in tier two, and then everybody else another dollar behind those guys. Matt Fitzpatrick, John Rom, Will Zalatoris, Tony Finau fall into that next 
tier. Will Zalatoris, $7.11. Will Zalatoris, I was expecting to be a lot more expensive. Seven eleven right now would be the cheapest he's been since Charles Schwab. Now there's time, still a couple of minutes here. Maybe we'll get a late run on Willie Z, but he's got a T20 at the Rocket Mortgage, a T21 at the Wyndham Championship. He's actually a loser both of those weeks, but I'm, I'm surprised that now that he's $2 cheaper, there's not a little bit of movement on him. Uh, talked about Tony Fee now. He's up to $7 a share. Victor Hovland is six fifty five, along with Sungjae M. Sungjae is coming off back-to-back runner-up finishes in which he's returned you triple digits of ROI. And he is now basically $2 cheaper per share in terms of his IPO. So Sungjae continues to roll on in a big way. Let me refresh the board here. 8.56 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. So we've got a couple of minutes to go. I'm going to flip this board around. I'm going to look at it from the top 10 golfers. And how about this? Rory McIlroy. Just got to 10 bucks. So if you're looking at the top 10 golfers, if you want one of them, number eight is Colin Morikawa. He's $5.90 a share. That is the cheapest available top 10 golfer. It is the cheapest Colin has been almost ever. The 2020 Masters, he was $5.78. It's the only time he's been cheaper than he is right now. So you're getting a very interesting buy low opportunity on Colin Morikawa. The rest of the top 10 kind of shaping out as you would expect a little bit of lagging on Sam Burns. I expect that to make up some ground here in the next couple of minutes. And then John Rahm lagging behind as well. He's the fourth pre-ranked golfer, $7 and 49 cents a share. Let's look at some of these guys that we talked about in terms of value. Brendan Steele is 419 and JT Poston is 413. Taylor Moore, who I like, has eclipsed his fair value. He's 380. Fair value is 327. Uh, Emiliano Grillo, who was in our bullish or bearish segment, we were both bulls on 366. It's only 30 cents more than his fair value for tonight. It's 858 p.m. Eastern time. Let me refresh the big board here. This thing can close at any moment. We're tied into a randomizer so that no one really knows the exact time it's a close. It protects everybody and the integrity of the contest. So we are uh, very much in that window right now. Rory McIlroy is 10 bucks even for this jock market cash market. That means you are asking him to finish about 12th or better if you're a buyer at $10 a share. Significant gap to not Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, who just jumped Scotty Scheffler to become the second most expensive golfer in this cash market, $8.55 a share. A couple other big movers here. It looks like Matt Fitzpatrick got a bump up to $7.50. It looks like Tony Finau increased his price just a little bit, and Victor Hovland jumped about $0.50 cents since my last refresh. $8.59. This thing is on the verge of closing. We're still open, but we are very much about to close here. Let's see if Rory's made any big moves. He has indeed 22 cents since the last time I refreshed. Now up to 10.22. He's extending that lead on Patrick Cantlay, who is stuck at 8.55. Justin Thomas is making a very late push to become the second most expensive golfer in this IPO phase. He's $8.45. He's only a dime behind Patrick Cantlay. Matt Fitzpatrick on the move up to 7.66. Is it over? IPO closed. Okay. It's over. It's over. It's over. Shut it down. I've got, uh, that was about 8.59 and 32 seconds is what 
that close was, I believe, somewhere somewhere in there. Oh, JT was like the horse on the outside trying to make a move. I, I'm sure he didn't catch Rory, but he was trying to get into the into the second position there. Yeah. So Rory, uh, how much did he clear ten by? You think? Um, well, I'll check in a second, but I mean, at least a quarter. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Let me, um, let, me, let me, we're going to let the dust settle here. We're going to get Joe's portfolio in a second. Let us know who you got in the chat and we'll go through this board. Okay. I've got the final numbers. Joe, do you have your final numbers? Yeah. 1022 on Rory. I see. I did not get those shares, but you want to go over who the guys yeah, I got? Let's do it. Cool. Uh, John Rom, 781. I said sub $8. John Rom was, was an opportunity. Uh, I didn't let it slide. Uh, moving down, Sung J M at 685. Uh, Shane Lowry at 573. Um, and then I got I got some guys sort of in the lower range, all sub five dollars. Sahith Thagala, hmm. Denny McCarthy, Kevin Kisner, Taylor Moore, and Max McGreevy at a dollar seventy-six per share. That is John Rom, Sung J.M., Shane Lowry, Sahith Tagala, Danny McCarthy, Kevin Kisner, Taylor Moore, Max McGreevy for Joe. Uh, let us know who you got, and we will unveil the big board here in just one second once I can get my life in order. Okay, here we go. Rory 1022, $1.60 more expensive than Cantlay. Wow. So Scheffler and Cantlay knocked down JT. So JT finished fourth. He's the number one pre-ranked golfer. It's a big gap, man, between Rory and the rest. I don't, to me, I don't feel, I know that I, I made the statement that he's had one of the best seasons of all time, but um, I would still, if I'm going to put my money like so, over $8 a share, feel much better about getting um, like a 20% discount on Justin Thomas or Scotty Scheffler yeah. than going all the way up to Rory. Uh, but he, you mentioned he's here to prove me and everyone else that this is his show. For sure. The difference is asking Rory to finish like 12th or better or asking Cantlay, Scheffler, Thomas, and Schauffele to finish like 18th or better. Yeah. Which is that that's like kind of the difference for perspective here. Mm -hmm. uh, John Rom 781, love it, right? That's like 19th or better. Like could not be more thrilled with that. I, I like the price on... I know it's well over his fair value, but like that was expected for Tony Finau. 744 for maybe the hottest guy on the planet has me excited. Yeah, top 20, hottest guy on the planet. Like you said, back-to-back -back wins. Uh, yeah, all you got to do is top 20 and you will incrementally um, do better the better he does above that point. Uh, Dylan knows John Rom was too cheap. He got Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Willie Z, Seamus Power, and Emiliano Grillo. That's, that's good. Dylan knows. Uh, Jeffrey got JT, Xander, Sungjae, Russell, Henley, Alex, Norton, Scott Stallings, Emiliano Grillo, and Taylor Wood. That's like my portfolio. And uh, he says he got beat out on Aaron Wise and Corey Connors at the buzzer. Yeah, a couple similarities there as well. And then Brent got Victor, Will Zalatoris, Jordan Spieth, uh, Billy Horschel, Sungjae M, Tom Kim, John Hub, Brandon Wu, Steven Yeager, Honor Bon Lahiri, Lee Hodges. Balanced, man. I appreciate him uh, inserting the top the classic Tom Kim emoji in there as well. Um, snaked out on some Hovland shares, but it looks like you still got somebody. Good luck. Sam Burns, 633. 
Yeah. I'm, Whoa, man. I'm quite surprised, but I thought he was, is he going to be the guy that when we wake up tomorrow morning, like in other fantasy formats, like he was not nearly as popular as everybody. Cause this, this really is like the first, the first test, the first test to put your money where your mouth is on sentiment. It happens on Wednesday nights. And I think he could be, man. Um, people like short sightedness will look at um, the two victories and what he did here last year. But I think if you if you hone in a little bit more on on what has happened more recently and off the tee stuff recently has been wild. Um, when Sam Burns is playing really well, he's hitting it long and straight. Hasn't necessarily been the case, and that around eleven holes of the eighteen that have are bordered by water is a recipe for trouble if you can't get that figured out. Tom Kim, people people kept it in check. He will yeah. you know, five sixty six on a five fourteen fair value. That's that's fine. That's fair. I'm trying to see if there's any notables here. We mentioned Emiliano Grillo, three seventy five. Let me go to the second page real quick. Jaeger at three thirty one. I like that. That's almost exactly on his fair value. Ricky Fowler two eighty nine below fair value. People are out on Ricky. Yeah, I'm out on Ricky. We have been for a while. Um, as as just, they should be. <laughs> yeah, just crept into the field. I can't see any way that uh that he makes that he like has shown anything at least to to make a run. Now it's golf; things can happen, but um, you can pull magic out of a hat. But the form has has just been blood red. Live trading is open. Go buy more shares. You can sell some shares if you want. You can wait till a guy makes a quad on hole number one tomorrow morning, and then you could sell some, or you could try to buy that guy low. You can do whatever you want. You can short them. Things are heating up from here, and this is a short field, Joe. Then we'll have the no-cut events, and I think I remember the Tour Championship being pretty wild in terms of live trading because there's only 30 guys in the field. Yeah, the, the live trading is nuts. Yeah, the payoff structure does indeed uh, shift a little bit. We will probably see that happen next week as well. But you mentioned live trading is open now. Um, they've got MLB daily and multi-daily markets now. They've got NASCAR markets. I'm looking at right now are up in sort of a pre-IPO phase. And and old football is right around the corner. So if you haven't gotten in jock market yet, uh, we're happy to see you tonight. And it's a great time to sort of be a part of the, the closing stretch here. Use the code POWER. Link's in the description. Get your deposit bonus and join the fun. Follow Joe on Twitter. He's at TorPicks, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's FedEx St. Jude Championship. Good luck.